You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. Welcome to Refrigerator Diaries. Hashtag, what's your RD? Keeping the people engaged with the food. Share your stories, your videos, your music, and your topics. Let people know what's going on in your diary. So, as you all know, uh, typically we have our guests give us an anecdote story about their most excellent food experience or their, their most worst food experience. I'm sure if someone's being a grammar, you know what out there, but hey. <laughs> Whatever. Exactly. No so, English teachers in this one. <laughs> so we, we've got a, a great guest here on our Refrigerated Diaries, and that's one near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, we, we grew up together. I met you on the cusp of, of 18. You really? Know. Was it that long ago? Yeah, I was 17 when I started college. Okay. So, yeah, maybe. Yep. And um, among other things, I would have never thought that both of us would wind up in the food industry. Uh, not at all. Well, no, I could not see us sitting here right now. No, no, no. So I, I've got Charles Langford, uh, the second. Yes, the second. And he is uh, the general manager of uh, 526 Maine. I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it is a, a little quaint place that is um, right down here in, uh, in Royal Oak, where we uh, record at the uh, Royal Oak studio space. Uh, and what I would describe them as is a, a stylish bar. They offer burgers and pizza and uh, Mexican food. There's a TV for sports. And the most interesting thing about this place is they have a dueling piano bar uh, that plays at night. You can come and request anything from uh, juveniles back that thing up <laughs> to... Um, oh, the piano, man. That's number one requested song on the piano bar. Who would have thought? <laughs> seriously. <laughs> seriously. So, But it's a great show. Hey, you know, I, I enjoy myself. I, I'm there every Tuesday night for Taco Tuesday. Oh, yes. Taco Tuesday is one of my favorite nights. It's actually my night off, so I get to go in there and be a patron as opposed to a worker. Do you so, guys do anything special for Taco Tuesday, by the way? Um, we have dollar tacos right now. Um, just our gringo tacos, just a basic beef taco. Um, and then also our chicken tacos, which are shredded chicken. We have several other tacos on our menu. Um, but that's our taco special. They're dollar dine-in only. Um, and then of course we've got happy hour going until 7 p.m. So, um, from five to seven, you can definitely get some great drink specials. We've got great bartenders, great service staff, and a great kitchen. That sounds good. Sounds good. I'm snapping my finger. I just, Realized I missed that uh, the happy hour. So you, you've been there for a long time now, about six years, you know, uh, and then in the GM capacity most recently, right? Yeah, I have. Uh, it's been a road. So what what would you say were the um, the early beginnings here for for you? Like when you first started working in in the food industry, what, how long? What was your first food job? Wow, geez, my first food job was. Uh, Little Caesars, back in high school, believe it or not. I worked there. I was a pizza craftsman, I guess. That's what you want to call it. So there's uh, a, a rumor. Okay. That uh, $6, $6, right, for the hot and ready? Yeah. Inflation at work, folks, pay attention. And I was told that a $6 hot and ready 
is 25 cents out the door cost for a Little Caesars? Probably that, that you know. I don't want them to come searching for me, but I mean, <laughs> is that is that like is that staff? Like, how is it so cheap? I mean, you're really just looking at it's just basic ingredients. If you really think about it, you know, pepperoni, dough, dough tomato, tomato sauce. sauce. I mean, your ingredient cost really isn't that high, so obviously they can keep that cost very very low i mean you're really paying for the convenience i mean for me six bucks i don't care if it cost them three cents to make six bucks to feed a family of five you really can't go wrong with that so Mm -hmm. there's definitely value in it but they're definitely making their money that's for sure okay okay that sounds good to me that sounds definitely good to me so you um as i understand it now you um your mother cooked in the commercial talk foods. About my mom. <laughs> hey, <you> know, <laughs> I never, I never had any yo mama jokes, but every single mother I met gave me cookies and packed a lunch for me if she needed to know that I was not eating. That's yeah. My parents looked out though. That's oh yeah. Your mom looks out too. No, my mom, my mom, she does. She uh, she cooked. She's probably the biggest reason that um I've ever been in the kitchen. Uh. She taught commercial foods at the high school level at Detroit Public Schools for a very long time. Um, so I was always kind of hanging out with her in the kitchen. Uh, you know, at some point I got very big, had a very big appetite. So she taught me how to cook and it's been cooking ever since. So when, um, I first started Phenomenon, Mm-hmm. Which is the uh, the, com- <laughs> the company that birthed? I remember that Birthium Village. It, it was, uh, I, and we lived together at the time. I remember that night. We uh, we um, made potato skin <laughs> tacos. Yes, we did. Called them pacos, based off of the fact that your mother was a commercial instructor for food, food service, food and beverage. And it was our idea to to strike it rich with these pacos, these potato yes. skin tacos. We're still we're still working on that right now. Soon to come. Yes, to come. most definitely. I, if you I, haven't tried one, I, I'm going to hold the claim though. If you come out with them, I, I'm coming. Hey, listen, <laughs> I we, listen. We're blood brothers, man. So you know I'm going to break you off. No, we'll <laughs> share. But I do remember that day. That was fun. I mean, that's. Kind of my favorite part about cooking, especially now that I'm older, I just remember us going, being in college and just not having much. Like, hey, man, I got some chicken breast. You got this. And getting in the kitchen and throwing down. So we probably made a lot of friends that way, too. So. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. So, And your mother was at the um, it's at Detroit Public School. What was it called? It was uh, the Golightly School. Okay. It's a vocational school so um focused on skilled trades it's something both my parents did so i did get i spent a lot of time at work with them uh did they have adequate school lunches back then i mean well you know i definitely have to say lunch was uh much better at the tech schools than it was at the actual you know standard high school where uh my mom worked at uh, finney high school Cafeteria food is definitely not the same. You know, the tech schools, they're being prepared by aspiring chefs, um, you know, they're being, who are being instructed by chefs. So uh, I'd have to say the lunches were a lot better than, you know, the meat surprise that 
we usually get in a school lunch. So, What's the, what uh, is the meat surprise? Well, I don't know. Who knows what the meat <laughs> surprise is? I mean, don't you watch cartoons? There's always something gross, like weird lunch that's something's growing on it. And, you know, but, and, you know, at the tech schools, they were always, I mean, I, I ate good. We'll say that. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's you know, I'd love being. I'd love being their guinea pig. Okay. All right. So now that you you've come and you've you've taken over the reins here, um, and are are you from uh, Michigan? Uh, I know we we've lived together, but uh, yeah, I think I think we are. I think I'm you, from Michigan. I used Born to and think, raised. You know, you you had a lot of Ohio material and gear. <laughs> I did spend some time in Ohio. Yes, I was a college transfer from Bowling Green, so I spent a year down there. Um, you know, we all uh, make bad decisions, but that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, I did get a chance to live down there, tasted a little Skyline Chili. I can't believe you never even tasted Skyline Chili. I could have swore you made one of those road trips down with me to visit some of my old friends. You know, I, I go places and – uh Essentially, the way that I I look at it is when I I'm going somewhere to eat some food, I don't just look for chili, you know. Yeah, I yeah, I'm looking for you know some some stuff for the gram. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I definitely love going to eat. Um, at you know, whenever I travel, I like going to any any kind of good restaurant. Um, you know, the Skyline Chili though. I mean, I was Detroiter. I'm living in Ohio. Uh, you know, I love Coney Islands. I mean, I think that everyone in Detroit, I mean, people not from Detroit love Coney Islands. I have cousins that come from out of town and they will eat Coney Island every meal of the day while they're visiting. Mm -hmm. So I see Skyline Chili, uh, and you know, obviously they're advertising chili cheese dogs. So I'm feeling that I want to taste from home. Uh, it's not the same as a native Detroiter. I definitely will have to say that, uh, you know, while it was, it was good. I still can't touch any county chili, but you know, we'll say that's why I moved home was because of Skyline Chili. Okay, uh, hey, not, that was too funny. Bad. You know, so outside of Skyline Chili, uh, and for the the listeners here, because this is Refrigerator Diaries behind the food, I, I always like to put a little bit of facts in there. Um, the typical French lunch. Four courses consist of a cucumber salad with vinaigrette, salmon lasagna with spinach, fondue with baguette for dipping, and a fruit for dessert. Usually like a, a mixture or anything, right? You know? While I'm here, getting hungry right now. <laughs> you know, in the States... You know, the likelihood of what you get for lunch is probably a, a reformulated uh, Philly cheesesteak or my favorite, the Salisbury steak, the gravy hamburgers from the day before, and um, low-salt, low-fat processed cheese uh, or a, um, a, a mystery meat of some sort. Oh, this is a school lunch? Yeah, on a whole green oh, bun. Oh, my goodness. You know, usually they have like some steamed green beans, maybe like a – Canned peach or canned apple and uh, some potato wedges. Usually like two, maybe three. Wow. And they only have about like 20 to 30 minutes to eat this. Whereas like in France, 
they probably have about it two hours you know just socialize and all of that you know? don't tell my kids that don't want to move to france yeah <laughs> seriously then, you know the other thing that is, is interesting about this too is the water right you know like uh, your your kids aren't in detroit public school are they no they're not in detroit public schools so you know a few friends of mine have been telling me that they're rationing out the water to the to kids until they get all of the uh, the pipes fixed. Oh, okay. Well, at least they're not they're looking out for them. But you would think that they would maybe get some water bottles in there. Or, yeah, you know, they, I wonder what's I've been what's going on with that. How fast that project's equivalent service of water to a student is about sixteen to twenty ounces a day. A day. A day. That's it. Yeah. That's really, what about athletes? <laughs> you know, hey, for all our listeners. Write, write your concerns. Yeah, that's that's pretty concerning right there. Let, let DPS know. So yeah, now back to five two six main. Um, okay. you know you're you're now uh, holding the reins here. You you've um, you've been in a position here. Like, what what do you see yourself driving? Are you gonna do anything different? You gonna kind of maintain? You got some programming in place, or do you have like people that handle that? Uh, you know, I think we are, you know, definitely want to do some things different, but also at the same time, I think there's a lot of things that we want to maintain the same, um, as the, you know, as a business. I think, you know, overall in Royal Oak, like the restaurant scene is changing a lot. Um, you know, there, we had Blackfin closed down. There's new restaurants popping up on Yamo closed down. I believe, uh, um, what is it? The uh, Diablos is going through um, some changes. So definitely see some changes, um, you know, in the restaurant scene. Uh, I think there's a lot of things going on in downtown Royal Oak as far as development. We got new apartments popping up, new um, new uh, hotels coming up. Um, so, you know, I think that, you know, as far as us as a restaurant, uh, we've been there for a very long time. Um, how many years total? Is that I believe it's been there for almost at least 10 years. Um, you know, I remember when it first, uh, yeah, I remember when it first opened, um, you know, I went there a lot as a patron. Obviously I think we were a lot younger, so we were big in the club scene. Um, but you know, as now that, that I'm a little more mature, I definitely do love our doing piano aspect. Uh, but, um, you know, I think that I consider ourselves, you know, almost a, uh, like an institution in the city. I think we've been around for a long time. Um, there's a lot of bars that have been around um, Royal Oak for a long time, you know, Rock on 3rd, O'Toole's, yeah. Fifth Ave. Um, but there's a lot of restaurants that, um, you know, have come and gone. So, um, you got to you, you, uh, pick up anything that will keep you versus make you leave? Uh, what are the trends for success? Uh, you know, I think that, you know, really just, making sure that we are adjusting to, you know, the new, you know, new clientele and, you know, people who are coming to Royal Oak, I think Royal Oak is, um, you know, when we were younger, it was a, it's kind of like a bar town. I think a lot of people, um, you know, moved in, uh, you know, during the recession so you can get inexpensive homes down there in, in Royal Oak. And I think a lot of people, uh, like when we were in our younger college ages, you know, have bought homes, 
now they're trying to lay down roots in the city. Um, so I, I see, you know, you know, uh, that the city is really maturing. You know, mm-hmm. we're getting away from people and people still come out and go to the bar mm-hmm. and hang out. But I think that, you know, I see a lot more families, uh, in the city, uh, you know, and maybe that's some perspective, a change in my perspective now that I've gotten older, I'm just noticing it. But mm-hmm. I think that's really what we want to, uh, I, we like to steer towards, you know, it's, it's just growing with the city. Okay. So, I mean, hey, you have to plant a seed in order for it to grow. Yeah. So when we uh, we come back, we're going to break down some topics here with Charles Langford. We're going to go okay. into uh, what is happening in the city you know being the gm i imagine he's got his pulse on our royal oak more than i do you know i'm detroit till i die (laughs) yeah but uh we'll be back on refrigerator diaries all right we are back hashtag refrigerated diaries hashtag what's your rd keeping the people engaged with the food share your stories videos music and topics let people know what's going on in what's your diary on? yeah what's going on so marvin Gaylon, what what's in your refrigerator right now charles in my refrigerator oh my god dude. we're gonna verify it with a picture folks don't oh worry. you don't even want to see my refrigerator now right now i got kids first off so let me see i think i have chocolate milk Regular milk, some baby bell cheese, like the uh, a ton of condiments, a ton of condiments. I mean, ketchup, I mean, ketchup like barbecue sauce. zip sauce, barbecue sauce. I know a guy who will not eat anything unless it has barbecue sauce on it. I knew a guy once. Uh, my mom, I actually, I feel like she actually took offense to this, but it was one of my dad's ex students. He played college basketball. He came home to visit and he actually stopped by my parents house um and my mom makes this great dinner it was fried chicken mac and cheese i can't believe i even remember this it was like fried chicken mac and cheese spinach cream corn i mean just good home cooked meal and this guy i won't share his name but put ketchup on every everything literally everything my mom Honestly, she was just talking to me about it a couple of days ago. I think she's, she really must still be hurt by it. Uh, but I, I like condiments, but sometimes on certain things, I think they, you know, a chef's worked a long time, worked really hard seasoning your food and everything, and then you're just going to taint it with spicy ketchup or cocktail sauce or whatever you want to use. But uh, back to what else is in my kitchen or in my fridge. I have the condiments. Got some yogurt. I've got... A giant hunk of birthday cake uh, from my uh, mother-in-law's birthday this weekend. So um, a couple of leftovers from there. Well, and juice boxes. I juice see. boxes, yeah. The freezer is a little more interesting. Uh, you know, in, in, some, <laughs> in some cultures, um, ketchup is just about as prominent and important as gold. Wow, you know, um, and feel free to check me up on. I mean, this, I love know. ketchup. Let's see, where, where are you getting your source from? Well, I just know uh, just from being in kitchens for a while. Just ran, okay, yeah. That um, in Japan, ketchup is used oh, no on, on most things. I, really? I've, never, I've never been to Japan myself, but I I do know this because 
people who also have been in Japanese kitchens filled you in. Told me sound like mayo and everything in Canada. And yeah, yeah, you know, vinegar on your on your French on your fries, French fries or, or, yeah. which I I love by the way. It tastes well, excellent. Don't knock it to the church. Yeah, I heard mayo was really good, and it sounds like it's going to be good. So I feel like I should stay away from it. Yep, but yeah, it's well. Yeah. So. Let's get right into it here. We're going to talk about a few things here, uh, time permitting here. And uh, the first thing we're going to go into is the music of food. You know, since the beginning of time, I think that the dinner table has always been set with a plate and something to accommodate and complement the ambiance, usually music. Oh, yeah. And, and most scenes or settings used to create the mood uh, music is almost um, at the back burner, uh, but at five two six Main, that's a different story, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, we are obviously live entertainment is uh, half of what we have to you know, bring to the table as far as a restaurant. So um, you know, it definitely, uh, it definitely is a part of our the experience there. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, 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 with the dueling piano show, it's it's mostly up to the uh, crowd. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I definitely will say that you know, by the time the show's going, usually at the bar at the restaurant, most people have finished up dinner, and people are just really trying to enjoy the show, have a couple of drinks, uh, maybe eat some like late night munchies. Um, but you know, actually, ex- through dinner service, um, we do have a, a pianist playing more loungy music i think it does make there, there's nothing worse than sitting at any dinner table even at your own home just with in silence or yeah you know, sometimes much. people aren't that good at conversation i don't think i'm that good at conversation i'm focused on my food so Smash it. yeah main goal food I mean, into tummy sustenance is important no time for talking or yeah. music so you guys do a little bit more than the piano too right like it's it's like salsa. We do. We've got salsa night. I mean, we're obviously we um, we're a dual use space, so we have a nightclub upstairs. Um, so oftentimes, uh, you know, there's always something going on up there on the weekends. We have DJ spinning top forty music. Uh, on Thursdays, we have salsa night. Uh, so that's usually pretty cool. And do, people, uh, do a lot of people come? Yeah, we actually have a good turnout. Um, Salsa Detroit, we're involved with Salsa Detroit. So um, we've got DJ Cisco. Uh, he's an awesome salsa DJ. He comes up there. They bring a great crowd. Um, we actually do a salsa lesson right now. Um, you know, one of uh, our very talented staff members is also a dance instructor. So on Thursdays, he teaches salsa lessons uh, to patrons. So you can always come and, uh, you know, get a great meal at 526. Our, our dinner is uh, excellent. Um, a lot more of, of an American fare. We've got great burgers, uh, chicken, salmon. We always have some sort of feature on the weekend. Um, and then, of course, our late night menu. But uh, you can always come eat. A lot of people come in on Thursdays, have a good a meal, uh, listen to a little bit of pianos, and go upstairs for a salsa lesson. Work off some of those calories. So, you know, I think music and food are, you know, always going to be something that goes together. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, for those of you that um, that don't know, um, the uh, 
the the salsa night uh, that happens there for uh, Salsa Detroit is it's one of a few events that they uh, they have going on. Uh, but uh, primarily, you want to go check them out on well, Thursday uh, nights and uh, Thursday nights, Sunday nights. We have the Reefer Men, um, which is an awesome local band. Uh, everybody in Royal Oak knows who the Reefer Men are, but um, you know they come in, they rock it out. Those guys are great. I mean, and we get people from you know our age my parents come and listen to the reefer men so um you know it's we're definitely uh you know music uh, surrounds everything that we do at that at that bar um and restaurant um you know and and in the future we're going to be working towards uh you know doing some art and music festivals we've got a great space so um you know i think that that's one of the biggest things that you know, I would like to focus on and our management team would like to focus on is really utilizing the space that we have, um, you know, at our restaurant. Mm-hmm. We can do a lot of things there. We've hosted art shows and art fairs. We've had battles of bands and, uh, you know, local artists have come in and, you know, they show their local artwork and sometimes they sell it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we had for Arts Beats and Eats, uh, which was something that we did for the first time. We actually had live music um, right out in inside of uh, the restaurant all day during the festival. So people um, who wanted to take a break from the heat could come in and still listen to some great live bands um, other than our piano. So um, we definitely uh, love love uh, you know incorporating music in what we do there. Okay, sounds good. So let's uh, let's switch gears a little okay. bit here. Let's see. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, enough about me. Hey, what about no. you? <clears throat> not 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 at all. You know, this is about you. This is Refrigerated Diaries behind the food. We're trying to break down what's happening behind the food. Um, well, behind and, the food, is, yeah, it's probably too much food to tell you the truth. But right, so speaking of too much food here, so I. Until this past conversation that I had with both you and Randy here, I do not like diets. I well, nope. you know, I, uh, yeah, I take that. Okay, back. I right. did not like diets. No one likes diets. I mean, you're starving yourself. It's yeah, you know, exercise. You're miserable. You can't. I mean, you can't have all the good stuff. Well, that's for sure. No carbs. I mean, there's so many diets out there. It's definitely freaking confusing. I can't even keep up. I looked into. You're familiar with keto. I looked in. I looked into that, and it just seems so confusing to me that you know, I just said I'm just gonna either. I'm just gonna keep eating. It's okay. I'm fat. Somebody likes me. Hey, you know, <laughs> it starts with. Um, your self-image. Yeah. So I am familiar with the keto. Okay. This is, um, and you know, you know, I I work in a kitchen, and every, like it's it's almost like when I wear my chef coat. Like if someone is gonna try to tell me about you know some life-changing recipe. Yeah, that you know their aunt they never talked to showed them how to make when they were like two years old, right? You know, oh, like, yeah. It's very, very accurate. That's the hardest part, I think, for dining. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just, and I'm sure you can agree, is working in a kitchen or just having access to a kitchen, that much food. If you're an eater like myself, it's hard not to, you know, get, I call it quality control, but 
No, it's hard not to take a taste of this. And, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is. I mean, food is a part of everyone's yeah. day and, and like across the world. People come together. They have a nice meal for whatever reason, you know, getting together, family, celebrating milestones, you know, talking over business deal. Um, and like, yeah, that's part of our culture now. We've, yeah. we've got a great love associated with it. And, um, oh yeah, definitely. You know, I, I find it interesting. Do you know that millions of Americans skip breakfast? As part of a diet? Um, yes. Is it, I believe it's intermediate fasting. Right. You know, uh, I've, I've always thought that breakfast revs up the metabolism, you know, gives your body the energy you need to start the day. That's, that's how I, and that's thought. how I, I honestly always have eaten breakfast from as long as I can remember was I, I literally breakfast. It wouldn't even matter. I think, I don't know, she'd be mad at me, but I think the first night my wife spent the night over, we woke up in the morning and she snuggled up and I said, I need some cereal. So that's how important breakfast is, you know, to me. Hey. And yeah, but I would have never thought to skip, skip in breakfast. But intermediate fasting, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I mean, any. Have any, you tried it? Of what? The fasting? No, so sort of. Yep. So, <laughs> two weeks ago, okay, I your story. I started this fast. I think I made it to. I was only eating once a day. I made it to, I think, day three or four. I want to say it was more like three, but I, I really believe I pushed myself to four, and then, I, I think. I had a beer, like we. I got like I went to the store and I was going to get a salad, and then I ended up getting those founders melt my brains, uh, <laughs> and you know it all went out the window after that. It was. <laughs> it's usually how it goes. You know, I had like crab salad, <laughs> seafood, Louis. <laughs> I mean, I remember us dieting back in the day, just for playing sports. I mean, we played a lot of sports growing up. Um, and so I think that I was always conscious of what I ate, but I think we like to eat good. That's for sure. I was always taught calorie in, calorie out. So, um, you know, one meal a day, that's, in, that's impressive that you made it four days. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I tried intermediate fasting, and I was kind of the same way. I did that. And uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with intermediate fasting, but it's basically you just give yourself – eight hours a day to eat food. That's it. The rest of the day you can't eat. You can drink water. You can pick your time, but uh, you you only have those that allotted window to eat. And I definitely, I probably made it about a week, but um, I actually gained weight on that diet because Mm -hmm. I would be so hungry that, I would make sure that I could eat everything that I mean. I was eating everything that I could find. As soon as that timer hit, it didn't matter what it was. I was putting it in my mouth. If it's edible, I don't care. I'm eating that. So, mm-hmm. so a couple quick facts here uh, related to the dieting here. Um, one, lemons are one of the healthiest foods in the world. Um, lemons contain your daily dose of vitamin C. They cleanse the liver boost immunity, 
and increase your chance of uh, weight loss. And I'm I'm really into the diets here because I mean, anything you can use in ceviche too, you can't go wrong with that. Right, so. it's true, yeah. true indeed. So not too far from here that today um, for lunch, I, I had the opportunity to go to a place called Urge. Okay, Urge. How was it? Urge Raw Juice. It's like such an aggressive name. Um, oh, it was excellent. You know, after I I think I had like a blue green algae lemonade. Okay, and um, I forget I forget where this this algae came from from the lake, and so you know. <laughs> Hopefully it's not like Cass Lake or, you you know, that Lake St. Clair algae from back in the The conversation I had as I found out I was drinking algae. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You know, and so I I, I wouldn't say demand it, but I insisted I see a picture of what this lake looks like. (laughs) I I would want a water sample. It's like pull out your litmus paper and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, because it, it, it was just like crazy to me. I'm like, so someone just going to a lake and getting algae? And then yeah. Bottling it and selling just, it? <laughs> why are we in the wrong business? Like, we need to just. I yeah. got plenty of mason jars, I think. We can go get some mason jars. There's yeah. tons of lakes around Oakland County. We'll be just fine. Hey, why not? Yeah, right? Why I, not? I paid $15. Quit my job. Kids are set for life. Butter toast. And uh, blue green algae lemonade, and while you know, I think the fifteen dollars is like. So you paid fifteen bucks for toast and lemonade. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. How big was the toast? You got it's like a sandwich. It's okay. Like t- open face. You got two pieces of toast. Okay. With um, a very generous portion of sunflower uh, butter. Sun okay. Butter. And then uh, bananas okay. and um, blueberries. Okay. All right. And, blueberry. and, you know. Okay. Now that makes sense. I have to say, though. All I heard was the sunflower butter. I was unconvinced about the entire experience until I actually sat there, ate it, and drank the uh, the blue-green algae lemonade. And I don't believe and feel like I'm not into all that, like, health, health, you know, this is. This is the future, you know, like a lot of, cause a lot of those people, they're all like, you know, they like feel like they're high on something, you know, they got their yeah. third, third eye open and well, usually some wheat grass. Yeah, I know. Their hair is usually long or unshaven. Yeah. It's you a know. different kind of grass for that third eye. Hey, you know, but I, I, I've, I've never gotten into it. I always feel like they're fed, but I think that based off of the, the changes in, a lot of our local ecosystems, it's now possible for us to really hyper-localize the idea of, of fresh eating. And therefore, I think it's easier now to to participate in a diet even when you, you're going somewhere out to eat. You know, like when I was a vegetarian a, a long time ago, it was very, very hard for me to um, to get food. I remember being oh, yeah. served a clam chowder with bacon in it. And uh, I specifically told the servers, I, every single item, is there meat in it? Is there meat in it? Is there meat in it? Oh, I'll take the clam chowder. Clam chowder comes with bits of bacon in it. I'm biting into it. I'm eating bacon. And I'm like, there's meat in this. Thanks. <laughs> I, I think, though, that you see, and here's my next shameless plug of a restaurant, but um, we definitely have a really good gluten-free and vegetarian selection. Um, I think that that's really somewhere that um, 
that's a direction that a lot of restaurants need to really look into. Um, well, obviously, people are getting we're getting older. You know, as myself as a consumer, I'm getting older, so I like to eat a little healthier. As a matter of fact, when you said the ur- when you went to Urge, we were on the phone earlier. Mm-hmm. I actually went to Beyond Juice. You inspired me to eat healthy. And, you know, I mean, healthy, I think that the healthy eating lifestyle, it's kind of expensive. You know, it's perceived as a fad and it's expensive. Uh, but, you know, now I think a lot of people are going more local. So I think that might drive prices down. And I'm seeing um, a lot of, you know, we've got Urge. Uh, Freshie has opened up um, in downtown Royal Oak. Uh, you know, Beyond Juice, it's out of Birmingham, and now they've got locations in Eastern Market. Um, I think uh, the fresh health food uh, part of uh, of eating, I think, is I'm having a brain fart right now, but I, I I think that we're definitely moving that direction. It's becoming more popular. People love eating eating fresh. Uh, yeah, no, everyone does. You, you know. know? So um, that that is about it for time. I, I really appreciate you being on here. I, oh, I wanna, no pro- anytime, man. Want to give one one little bit of information out here? I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to one of the smartest um, vodka companies out there. A shout out to Tito's Vodka. You oh know, yeah, they were one of the only people that I saw religiously plug the fact that they were a gluten-free brand. And the interesting thing about it to me is that I'd I'd go as far as to say 95% of all vodka is gluten-free. But I realized this wasn't common knowledge when I was at an event where we had to cover like food and alcohol and Tito's was specifically requested for the fact that it was gluten free, yeah. <laughs> and I was I was taken aback. I'm like, do you know that all vodka is gluten free? And they're like, no, no, just Tito's. So, shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's they're a genius, right? He's I, and you know, I hear that Tito is an awesome guy. Uh, you know, I talked to some of our liquor reps, and. Uh, you know, people have had the opportunity to meet them, and they say that he's just the coolest dude ever. Uh, I mean, who would have knew that someone just distilling vodka in his backyard, <laughs> right? You know, turned into one of the probably the best. I mean, Tito's definitely the, the highest selling vodka at at our bar. So he took notes from Microsoft. Yeah, yeah he so, sure did. That's that is it. Hey. You can come and check us out here. Come say hi to Charles here. Oh, I'm at, getting invited back, huh? Well, no, when they come <laughs> and visit you at 526. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I am there. I live there, obviously. Um, but, yeah, come see us anytime. We're open Monday or Tuesday um, through Sunday. We'll open up at 5 p.m. Uh, on, you know, Friday, Saturday nights. We're open until 2. We got the pianos going until 1.30 a.m. Got salsa night on Thursday. Uh, Taco Tuesdays, Dollar Tacos. I mean, uh, definitely come check us out. We've got a lot of great other events and things coming on the horizon. Uh, We just revamped our menu. We've got a late-night menu that's about two weekends old. And, uh, you know, we got chicken and waffles, cheese quesadillas. we got some good stuff on there. So uh, definitely come check us out. Uh, We'd love to have you.
All right. Thank you. Well, thank you, Godwin, for having me. <laughs>